welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about depression and anxiety and how recent studies show it may be linked to what's going on in your gut. And to help me discuss this topic, I have invited a very special guest on, nutritionist Laura DeSanctis, who I am hoping will fill us in on all the latest research and findings. For those who don't know Laura, she is the wellness expert at Global News and AM640, as well as the official Body Rocks nutritionist and the founder of Go With Your Gut Tea. Welcome, Laura. Hi, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so nice to catch up with you again. By the way, is this Body Rocks um, official nutritionist thing new? Because last time I feel like I saw you, that wasn't on your profile. I probably it's because I didn't have time to post it. Oh. But I've been with Body Rock since about uh, maybe November, December of last year. But I was like a little bit hesitant because we were going to do like a a big kind of campaign or program. So I guess it's still fairly new. So I'm yeah. still excited to be a part of the team. It's it's awesome to be on like um, on media and talk about health and wellness, but then also on like a big fitness panel and platform too. So absolutely, it's good to diversify, I think. Yeah, totally. And they go hand in hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, I'm really excited to nerd out today about this, and I have read some stuff recently, and it looks so interesting, but before we jump into what the studies have shown, let's break down what the gut is, what it does, for all those who didn't take biology like me. <laughs> and funny enough, I, I was like never interested in the sciences growing up, but as I got older and learned more about mental health, I'm really starting to like love learning about it. Well, I hear you. I mean, for me, um, for a lot of people that don't know, like I wasn't really interested in digestive health or in the sciences either. It was more of my own personal story where I had a, a lot of digestive issues and chronic constipation being in fight or flight, always being anxious in my corporate jobs. And that's how I really got into uh, studying like gut health, studying holistic nutrition and um, trying to find natural and holistic modalities that could possibly work. Because for me, I was, um, I had several colonoscopies before I was 30 years old and doctors, naturopaths, uh, a lot of practitioners that I saw didn't really know. They couldn't help me. They didn't know what was wrong with me and nothing would show up in my blood work either. So I constantly felt really sick to the point where almost my digestive system shut down on me. And when I tell this to people, they think it's kind of wild and crazy, but um, I would go on my lunch break for colon hydrotherapy, which is what they do is they flush like water mm -hmm. in your bowels to help stimulate to go to the bathroom because I was in such like fight or flight and always anxious and stressed. And that's, that's really how I got into it. So if we go into like the science of digestive health, a lot of people don't know that the state of our gut health is actually central to our weight and our overall health. So 
And also, I think a lot of people don't know that our digestive tract is actually huge. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's packed within the body. So it's 23 to like 30 feet long. So it's massive, yeah, actually, right? Is it true that you have one kilogram of bacteria in your gut, which is actually the equivalent in weight to the human brain? I read that recently and was like, what? I have to find out if this is true. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe. But I know that there's a lot of, definitely a lot of fecal matter that can be packed in Oh, no, there. I'm just talking about bacteria. Oh, bacteria. Well, they say on average it's like three and a half pounds oh, wow. of bacteria okay. in our intestines. So one kilogram is about 2.2. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty crazy, too. Yeah, that, that's a lot. And like that bacteria lives in and on our body, but that bacteria in our body is called the microbiome. So we've heard about that. I'm sure most people have heard about it yeah. uh, living in North America, about taking probiotic. Um, really, the probiotic the benefits of it is to increase the good bacteria in our microbiome. But the highest concentration of bacteria is actually found in our gut. And our microbiome is considered the control center of human health. So your digestive system okay. is pretty much considered the control center of human health. So when we're not feeling well, like usually if we have like digestive upset, yes. you may find like for the rest of the day, like you feel okay. off. Yes. Whereas like if you have a headache or something else, it doesn't feel like it impacts you as much. And then also when we talk to the science of digestive health, all these things that we're consuming, what affects good gut health and good bacteria? I get this question a lot. And as nutritionists, not all calories are created equal, despite what people will tell you. So like junk food, sugar, artificial sweeteners, alcohol, antibiotics, all those things may change the balance of that gut bacteria. Yeah. And it, it could actually make you feel worse or it could extract more calories from unprocessed food yes. where some people will gain weight. Yes, I've heard that. Just from doing some research before this episode, like I also, you know, looked up like what the gut is responsible for. And it's like huge for immune system defense, breaking down food so that we can absorb vitamins. Mm -hmm. There's like always um, anti-inflammatory compounds that like your gut produces. And then now there might be a chemical influence with the brain. So it does a lot. It does. It does a lot. And if we look at just our diet alone and what happens. So leaky gut. So when we eat foods that we're intolerant to or allergic to, or if there's a lot of stressors that are going around us in our life, and I'm a big believer, what you can't digest in your outside world is a reflection of what you can't digest in your inside world. What do you mean by that? Sorry. Yeah. So I, a lot of people ask me that question and, and it's um, how I look at it is that let's say you're in a very stressful situation. Usually you don't want to eat, your digestive system feels like it's shutting down. And there's been a lot of talk about the brain-gut connection. And our digestive system has been dubbed like the second brain, where signals pass from the gut to the brain. So there's two-way communication. So the gut does so many different things. Yeah. So when I say we can't digest things in our outside world, it's a direct reflection of our inside world. That means if we have a lot of stressors in our life, if our cortisol and insulin is out of balance, if we feel that what is happening to us, maybe emotionally, energetically, we feel that we're having a bad day, okay. chances are we're not as hungry. And if you force yourself right. sometimes to eat, um, it may feel like there's a rock in your stomach. Like you yeah. can't digest that. You can't digest, let's say you got some bad news in the day. Yeah. 
Like you go through a breakup and then you're not hungry after the breakup. Yep. And then that's like a normal, that's a body's natural response to say uh, your digestive system will just completely shut off because it can't process the emotions and other things that are happening in your life. Yeah. Oh, I can definitely relate to that. Sometimes like if I have a bad day, I lose my appetite. Me too. But then on the other hand, like sometimes I'll feel anxious Mm. and Sometimes if I eat something, it'll actually calm my anxiety. I mean, I'm usually not reaching for like junk food, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I found that sometimes goes both ways, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And I I find that for myself and I find that for a lot of people. But I mean, yeah, my personal experiences when it came to breakups, it felt at the time debilitating and I definitely wasn't hungry or when I tried to eat, I was finding like, no, like I wasn't hungry and then it would literally just sit in my stomach, um, so that wasn't a good feeling for me. Um, going back to like the gut microbiome for a second, when we talk about the science of digestive health, I find it really interesting because our each person, um, their profile of their gut microbiome is unique to them as their fingerprint. So this is influenced through our genetics, gender, age, all these things can change throughout the lifetime. Uh-huh. And it can definitely affect... Um, the type of probiotics that we take and the diet that we should follow. Because a lot of people are like, well, what's the optimal diet for digestive health? And it really depends because each person is genetically different and their gut microbiome is different. So I thought that was really cool. Just fun little fact to share when it talks, we talk a little bit about the science behind digestive health is that our guts, our our microbiome is unique to to you. Well, What are some main problems or symptoms that you may experience that could tell you if you're having issues with your gut? Yeah. So aside from like the dietary changes, so aside from diet, you're saying? Yeah. Or for example, if you're experiencing extra inflammation, just like all over your body. So it could be sleep or lack of sleep. Okay. That is definitely where a lot of people will feel that. If that's a symptom? Yeah. That's a symptom and, and that also can affect uh, poor digestion because actually every time when we do sleep, it's rest and repair. So the body's naturally restoring, resting and repairing. When we don't sleep, it can cause a lot of inflammation. Also, I think um, aside from food, because there's so many communica- communication pathways between the intestinal bacteria and the brain, um, our gut influences our emotions. Okay. So yeah. sometimes when we get like anxious or grumbling or gut wrenching or sadness or like a growl from our stomach, there's a message going to your brain to your gut. And so there's a huge emotional component um, when it comes to having good or poor digestive health. And there's something called the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is this really important and sometimes it's overlooked, this pathway and it's mood altering, it's mood altering messages. So your, your vagus nerve is a network of neurons and it runs through your chest to your abdomen and it, it actually connects to your brainstem. Wow. Okay. So when a lot of people talk the brain gut connection and the vagus nerve, um, when you're not feeling emotionally well, uh, that will trigger poor gut bacteria. Oh. So if people are eating properly, if they're reducing their stress, if they've had good, I guess, bowel movements, it will also influence brain activity and there will be neuroactive byproduct with an ability to communicate to cells and that will help produce serotonin. Or dopamine. Dopamine as well. When people don't feel well, they don't feel good, they don't feel happy, they don't feel mentally well, 
a lot of the time it's connected to gut health. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, I didn't know that that was something that was very known before, but it like it makes sense. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize how much the two are linked and how much indigestion can affect like our, our gut and our brain. Um, so there is like that two-way connection. There's a two-way street. Um, and it's not just about food, as we were talking about before. Uh, there's a lot of symptoms and a lot of humans can experience like anger or distress hostility, depression, a lot of that is show there's been tons of research even out of Oxford that certain supplements are designed to boost like um, healthy bacteria. Oh, what what um what are they? What are they? H- healthy bacteria, so probiotics. Okay. Um to help improve the gut flora. So that's that's one of the biggest ones. So there's been like so much talk right now about um probiotics, but I think a lot of people still don't understand why they need probiotics or what type of strain to take on uh, probiotics. And there's like a lot of misinformation out there too, because there's Metamucil or there'll be something that would say fill up insoluble fiber, which could be good for some people and it could feed good bacteria, but it really depends on the person. Okay. Um, Antibiotics, like if someone's taking antibiotics, that's going to directly affect your gut health as well. Or if you're on medications, especially for depression and anxiety, that is going to impact and affect good or bad uh, gut bacteria. So exposure to antibiotics is really going to influence um, if you could even develop like diabetes or Crohn's disease, if, especially if you've had exposure to that long term as a child. So that can also impact the state of your gut health. And that can also impact um, people feeling anxious or stressed or depressed. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there's that direct correlation. Yeah, I didn't. I, most people don't, don't. I mean, I didn't either until until I was in school, until I started to study uh, nutrition and I delved deeper into it. And it, it's you you'll find like even online there will be conflicting information like on Instagram or YouTube or even reading different studies. Um, but I always ask people like you are like I challenge them to be their own best doctor and own best nutritionist and find out what works for you because there's so many different things that can work that are holistic to support better gut health, but it it is going to take some time. And I also tell people that if it took your body X amount of time to break down, as in my case, where I had a lot of digestive issues for years, um, constant chronic constipation. Is it something you were specifically eating? Well, I thought it was something I was specifically eating and I changed my diet, but for me it was, um, the work environment I was in, I was constantly anxious, constantly depressed, um, working a minimum of 12-hour days, not getting a lot of sleep. I didn't have good bacteria um, in my body at all. I wasn't going in the bathroom every day or every other day. Sometimes it'd be a week to up, up to two weeks. So what happened with me is that my body was always in fight or flight and that I didn't have... Um, I didn't take the time to like actually sit and go to the bathroom. So I became addicted to laxatives and my uh, vagus nerve was almost completely shut off where there was no signal to the um, brain and the gut. So they weren't talking. And so when I talk about the vagus nerve and I tell this story to a lot wow. of people, um, it's true. There is neuroactive bacteria that can disrupt our nervous system and our nervous system. When we think about like when we go into a situation that we don't like or we meet someone we don't like, 
our gut starts to turn a little bit. Our gut is telling us like those are the neurons in our gut saying like stay away or kind of protect yourself a little bit. Like here's a natural heads up. So it's no wonder that. Trust your gut. Yeah, of course, right? That's totally where that saying comes from. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's no wonder that our gut health is linked to depression and, and anxiety. There's a few reasons why, but you are right when it comes to having or changing your diet, that can certainly help. So a Mediterranean diet is one of the best, I would believe. Plant-based diets are great as well, but I think having bone broth, especially if you have leaky gut or if you've had a lot of digestive issues and or if people are experiencing depression or anxiety, I do think bone broth can help. So there's different studies that will tell you different things, but um, you know, from yeah. my direct experience and my personal opinion with my clients, a Mediterranean diet like filled with yeah. um, great sources of fat, like the oils, the olive oil, the coconut oils, lots of veggies, fish or meat. Yeah. Lots of fish and wine, moderate amount of wine. I actually looked it up uh, the other day because I was like, Mediterranean diet. I, I've never been on the Mediterranean diet, but I've heard my mom talk about it. And I think it's something that like was more her generation. Yeah. Um, we're like plant-based, I think is like my, we're my generation. Um, and I've actually done a plant-based diet and like my skin was glowing when I did it. Like my body loved it. Um, but like, I like a little bit more, you know, like fish and meat in my diet and I'm not going to give up my wine. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, Mediterranean diet sounds very appealing. Thing, right? mm-hmm. Wait, so like I'm going back to... Um, your gut health, how, yeah. so, so, okay. Um, you were like all stressed out. So what did you do? Obviously I know you're not working at that job anymore. Um, <laughs> but like, what did you do that like really made a significant turnaround in your life and like in your gut health? Mm, so uh, really great questions, but for me, and I know it's hard for a lot of people to do this, but I really tried to, um, find the answers myself, as cliche as that sounds, and kind of take matters into into my own hands. And I said, okay, so these are all the things I tried. These are all the things that didn't work for me. So I did an elimination diet, which is pretty popular if you see a naturopath or a holistic nutritionist where they'll say, cut out dairy, gluten, soy, and a Mm -hmm. bunch of uh, nightshades. Yeah. So I tried that. It didn't work. Um, But what did work for me And what helped heal me was taking out the dairy and the grains and the wheat. So that was a plus for me. But an even bigger one was the sleep. Um, As I mentioned before, we get a lot of rest and repair when we're sleeping. And I wasn't sleeping hardly enough, maybe like four or five hours max. Wow. Girl, you know, they say if you don't get eight hours of sleep a night, you're slowly killing yourself. 100% you are. I cannot imagine getting five I can't like that right now. Sleep for me is a non-negotiable. And I realized, and this is for a lot of people too, is that they feel more bloated um, because they're not, um, their gut isn't balanced and they're not restored and they're not resting. They're not reducing the inflammation because they're not sleeping. So sleep is a huge factor. I think it's often overlooked. People will be like, oh, well, I go to the gym and I eat clean. It's like, well, how about your sleep? Yeah. It's something that the body naturally needs. Yeah. And we need, I, I need eight hours of sleep. I think most people at least seven to eight hours of sleep um, to help support their microbiome, but just everything about how you focus, how you think, how you move, how you feel. Yeah. So I think 
and in terms of like mental health and gut health, sleep is huge. And it's something that is natural. There's no cost. You don't have to buy supplements, hopefully to help you sleep. And it helps reduce your cortisol levels, um, which impact and contribute to belly fat. So I noticed that was huge for me too. Well, yeah, especially for um, women, I have heard that a lot of their stress is actually carried in that stomach region and it actually prevents them from losing weight in that area of course, too. Of course. So yeah. if you are able to reduce your stress, you can actually lose some tummy fat. You can. Yeah, you can. And it's not, it's not about, it's not just about the food that you're eating. It's a lot of that tummy fat, especially in the middle, that's contributed to stress. Um and I also felt too like and, we were and hormones and hormones. Yeah. And that's what, just what I was going to say is like, we're talking about, you know, serotonin, um, which is a feel good hormone and that is in your digestive tract. So I've had, I did have like sluggish bowels and so much bloating and I constantly felt down and I constantly felt depressed. I hated my job. I felt like it was in this never ending cycle. Um, and I was still working out in the morning. So I thought maybe if I still worked out, that would improve my mood, but it actually didn't. So I started doing more meditation guided meditation. I did a lot of deep breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. I delved right into yoga instead of doing hardcore like hit and boot camp classes because my body was just always constantly going hard, hard, hard. And like I'd work out hard and then I'd work hard at work for like at least 10 hours a day. So my body never really got to shut off. So I tried to figure out ways to do that. And then of course, change my environment. So change my, um, my work situation. But it wasn't an overnight like fix. It definitely yeah. took some time. And I find like I can slip. It's a slippery slope because I can easily revert back sometimes where I'm like, oh, okay, like I'll just have to finish this deadline or, you know, I'm, maybe I'm going to try not to sleep as much so I can finish something else. But I can't like something has got to give. And I think um, people need to realize that it shouldn't be your health. So paying attention to the quality of the food you're eating should be just as important as your sleep, the quality of your sleep. Hmm. Well, like, do you think that there is a balance? Like for me, for example, I love my job, but you know, it can be very stressful at times, but where's, where's the balance for me? Because obviously like, I'm not, thank God, like having a depressive episode right now, but you know, I'm always, I, I do pay attention to my, like how much sleep I'm getting and like I try to put good things in my body but is so could there be a balance or like is if I'm stressed am I always going to have bad gut health I love your questions they're amazing <laughs> no I think that for me I feel like life's like this teeter-totter like you're always constantly trying to balance things and there's going to be days where work or like a personal relationship or something is off or it's iffy but it doesn't mean your digestion that sets the tone for the way your digestive system is going to be for the rest of your life. I think it's a combination of things. It's like, what are, what are your relationships like with the people around you? And how does that mirror to the food that you're eating? Are you listening to your body most of the time? Are you reconnecting with yourself? Are you doing things for you? Are you like an anxious or stressful eater? So there's so many things that, and if work, if let's say work and you have to hit a deadline one day and works crazy, is there something that you can look forward to on the weekend where you can like chill out and maybe make a meal at home and maybe Absolutely. catch up on your sleep or do something to help uh, balance things out? Yeah. And I, I think like a lot of the time I see people like get too wrapped up and like, I have to follow this plan or 
I have to follow this protocol. And if I don't have my warm water and, and lemon every day, that means like my digestive system is going to go to shit. And like, that's, that's not true. It's just, you know, you're, we're always going to have days where we're thrown off. Yeah. And that's fine. It's just, how do you bounce back? Yeah. And I think also it just helps to establish healthy habits. Like for me, if I start implementing stretches in the morning. When I'm sitting at my desk, I don't have as much back pain. So it becomes a habit. So now I'm just going to like every morning I get Mm -hmm. up and I do stretches and I don't even think about it anymore. And I'm actually introducing like these healthy habits that are going to affect the how I feel the rest of the day. So yeah. And then like, obviously if I get too busy, I can't do those stretches, but um, you know, like I'm not going to go back to being a crippled old lady I'll just know that like if my back starts to hurt I'll have to like get up and do some stretches <laughs> um but yeah um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but th- I think that's what also made me so interested in this study because you know they studied like 500 different um bacteria that they found in the gut to check for this like neuroactivity and then they ended up yeah. finding that um two types of bacteria were missing from those suffering from depression and anxiety, which I thought was like super interesting because that can't be a coincidence, you know? Um, (laughs) But yeah, apparently they have like bacteria in the gut that produces substances that interact with the nervous system, like you said. And I I had no idea. But most people don't, right? So usually those two main families of essential bacteria are called the lactobacillus. Um, lactobacillus is a short form, but lactobacillus acidophilus. Uh-huh. And then the second main bacteria that's essential is the bifidobacteria. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't realize this, but when it comes to mental health and how it's linked to um, gut health and or poor gut health, it's a combination of poor bacteria and a poor um, non-functioning colon. Okay. And then as well, the food that people are eating. So to help, um, I guess to help lift like, or to create more serotonin levels and to help have a healthy colon and to help, I don't want to say beat depression or anxiety, but to help with the symptoms, yeah. um, instead of antibiotics, um, I think we need to take that out and a great deal of stress too, when people have, um, mental health issues, a lot of them are actually constipated as well. Really? Um, some studies talk about that too. Yes, they are. Well, I've, I've also heard some studies where um, they've linked, you know, a, a deficiency in certain vitamins as part of why you might be yeah. depressed or anxious. For sure. And, and I think part of that, too, is because so if, if people are deficient in vitamins, it's because their body's not breaking them down and they could not be absorbing the vitamins and or they're not even getting them from their diet. So yeah, hundred um, percent vitamins and or lack of vitamins and essential nutrients are a big factor too. So I guess it's a bit of chicken and the egg where you don't know if it's like you're depressed and therefore you're making these um, lifestyle choices. Maybe you have different habits or diets that make your gut health look like it's depleted of these two specific bacteria that they mentioned have been missing from those respondents or... If it's what you're eating that's actually causing you to be depressed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. And then there's also genetics that could come into play as well. But I think um, more 
more attention and, and more stress needs to be put on um, supplementing with probiotics, especially like the bifidobacteria um, that can really help. And then changing people's diets, like natural foods that will be easy for the, the digestive tract to absorb. Um, once you kind of fix your digestive system, then you will be able to absorb the vitamins and nutrients you need. So everything will eventually balance out, which may help alleviate symptoms of depression and anxiety. Yeah. But then there's also foods as well that are linked to depression and anxiety. Um, a lot of the time we'll see that they'll say like, don't eat sugar or refined grains and wheat because that can also contribute to more of a sluggish bowel, but especially sugar can lead to, uh, if people already are anxious, that can make things worse as well as caffeine. And we've seen, I, at least I have seen a lot of- Wow, I did not caffeine. know that. Yeah, a lot of uh, holistic practitioners encourage people to get away and not um, consume caffeine because it does make people, it can make people more anxious um, and to just replace it with something yes. called dandy well, blend. it's a stimulant. So that's the- Correct. That's a stimulant. Exactly. It's a stimulant. So to avoid that because those are stressors, like coffee is a diuretic, processed foods, um, excess dairy, um, sometimes certain cheeses that can increase constipation and that also can increase acidity in the body and that- Acidity can contribute to a whole host of other factors, which throws everything off, which throws your hormones off, which can make certain people, again, everyone responds differently, but can increase the anxiety or depression. So it's hard. Like it's, it is a balancing act, but yeah, I do caution people like, you know, try taking probiotics for two to three months and see how you feel. Yeah. And, and speaking of probiotics, you've now, I know you have two teas out. You have the digestive tea, and then now you have this probiotic elixir, honey elixir, which I've tried and mm -hmm. tastes amazing. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, so have you designed this specifically for your, for your clients? The go with your gut digestive tea. So that one was something that I created with the intention, uh, especially for people like me with chronic constipation that didn't want to take laxatives or just wanted something, let's say if they felt like constipated in the day, they're holding on to a lot of like maybe emotions, negative energy, and in turn they're eating and then they feel bloated and gassy, they can't go to the bathroom. So I created this tea, which is all organic ingredients, but I created it so it wouldn't have such a harmful impact as something like a laxative would, where laxatives are made with harmful chemicals. Yeah. And they can be pretty extreme to the body. Like once you take them, you have to probably plan like for half a day of staying at home because it could be vile. Like you don't know when it's going to hit you. And I didn't want that. And I wanted something that would be people can take at night and that it wouldn't make you feel groggy or even more bloated or it wouldn't just um, absorb and expand in your body. And then you feel like crap. And yeah. I'm saying all this because for me, I was on laxatives for years. And when I say that for years, like I was probably taking... I was up to at least 25 x lax a day to, to, to produce a bowel movement. Whoa. And obviously that's very unhealthy. Holy. Yeah. 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 No wonder your Vegas nerve was like not shot. responding. It's just like, this girl's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely was shot. And then it's, it's taken me a very long time to repair. But when it comes to constipation, it slows down the time that food spends in your digestive tract. And then there's like the 
putrefaction, there's more exposure to toxic material, um, and long-term, it's a contributor to colon cancer. Holy. So that's yeah. why I initially made my signature go with your gut tea because I had like such a close connection to, you know, constipation and chronic constipation and unhealthy gut bacteria. So I researched natural, uh, herbal, holistic, organic properties to include in a tea. And then also I wanted a tea that wouldn't have a bad taste profile too. Yeah. And it doesn't. So that was my idea behind the first one. <laughs> I'm glad it does it. I, I, most people liked it. So. Yeah, it gets my stamp of approval. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, like a huge tea person and I don't like to also compromise with taste. And this, I love it like as a tea and it doesn't compromise with taste. So yeah, it's good. Highly recommend. And I'll be putting a link in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in um, checking it out, they can find it there for sure. Um, But yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to say um, thank you so much for coming on. This has been amazing. I've learned so much. And (laughs) I'm going to, I think I'm going to like just start implementing more of a Mediterranean diet into into my life. It sounds... Trying it out. It sounds good, right? I mean, the wine's always a great catch. Yeah. So (laughs) that's good. Yeah. But even the probiotic, if you take a probiotic a day, see how you feel. Yeah. So even like with your tea and stuff, how do you recommend people use it? So with the tea, um, I don't recommend people have it every day unless they feel that they're chronically constipated. I would just suggest to have it, let's say if you haven't gone to the bathroom in in a day or throughout the day and you feel like you're a little backed up or you feel that you're bloated and gassy, then to take, uh, make a cup at night. But I wouldn't suggest that people sip it throughout the day. That's not what the tea was meant for. But with the prebiotic. That's not what it's meant for. Yeah. So the initial like the go with your gut tea is more for if you feel like constipated and bloated and gassy whereas the prebiotic blend is something that you can put in your smoothies or if you want to sprinkle it in a little bit in some soup although okay. it's pretty earthy but the prebiotic blend again i like to have things in powdered form because they're easily digestible and i prefer that instead of like a capsule yeah so that's something where you can have every day But again, it's pretty earthy. So play around with like a smoothie that you want to put it in. You can put it in like some coconut yogurt if you like to. But again, everyone has a different like taste profile. So it may taste different if you put in uh, like a soup, you try to hide it in versus in a smoothie. I personally put in a smoothie because it's easier for me. I mean, that's why I kind of enjoyed it even as a tea. Like I made it like a tea and I had it that way. And like I'm used to kind of having like those earthy tones in like a tea. Like I'm very much into like herbal teas and stuff. So, you know, and it has the honey in it too. So it's kind of sweet. Um, It's not like a bitter taste. So, um, yeah, I thought it was very, very nice as a tea. Um, But yeah, that's really clever to put it in smoothies and stuff. And I'm going to try that with mine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, before before we wrap up and before you go, can you please tell everyone where they can find you online? Yes, of course. So um, my Instagram handle is go with your gut, not to be confused with go with yogurt, because a lot of people mix that up, but it's go with your <laughs> gut. And my website is go with your gut.org. 
Or you can also listen to me every week, usually on Thursdays on Global AM 640. Amazing. And I'm going to be putting all of that information again in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out to Laura, they can easily find her contact information in the show notes. But um, thanks once again, Laura, for coming. And I really, really appreciate you being here and explaining how these two things are linked. And you've expanded my mind. So thank you once again. No problem. I hope I answered your questions and I'm so happy. And thank you so much for thinking of me. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.